Hi, this is Martin Coburn and welcome to another podcast from Leadership Inspiration. This is the second part of an interview I did with Helen Blake, managing director of a business called Future Curve. In the first part of our interview, we spoke about something that Helen is hugely passionate about called building your value proposition. In this second part, we specifically focus on solution selling, something that we both have a huge amount of passion for. And in fact, it's what really brought us together on a project that we were working on late last year. So perhaps Helen, you could maybe just describe what we mean by solution selling. I think the idea of solution selling um, comes from one of the models that we use um, in our, actually our inside out part of our value proposition builder. Mm Uh, And it is a value hierarchy tool, which calibrates the value that customers assign with how you sell it and what price they're willing to pay. So it's a calibration of your products and services against what customers will value. And I think um, if you can get that right, if you can get a real understanding of what is transactional and what is um, more of a solution mm-hmm. then suddenly you start to be able to understand how you need to sell because I think and you Martin you of all people know mm. selling is not one size fits all it's about having the right kind of selling style to depending on what it is that you're selling mm-hmm. now um, in the lower layers of what we call the value pyramid are the individual things you sell. So that could be, if you're a professional services firm, it could be an hour a day of someone's time. And if you sell that as a hour a day of someone's time, that's utility pricing, and that's, you know, you're selling the individual as a commodity, okay. a component of something. The offers, um, which is where you bundle something, it's pre-packaged something to sell to the client or customer. So I'm going to sell you my, um, you know, uh, my software with training and I'm going to package it and I'm going to call it, you know, my whatever mm-hmm. package. Those tend to be highly competitive spaces, lots of, comp- you know, lots of people playing in there. Um, price becomes an issue. Margins become squeezed because the buyer is an expert. And so you end up with much more classic procurement type, expert buyer type horse trading. So to answer your question directly about solution selling, that's the next level up. So closer to the top of the pyramid. By the way, I am not dissing transactional businesses. Fantastic cash flow rich businesses. Much easier. Yeah. And and I guess for some, they will have a portfolio of of products and services to go up and down this pyramid, I assume. Absolutely Spot on, Martin. Mm. If you're if you're larger, you can be in every layer of the value pyramid. Mm. The challenge is, if you are going to, um, when we're talking about solution selling, fundamentally, you're solving a problem. You, it is you're producing a solution to a client's problem. So yeah. this is where the client is not the expert buyer. The client the client is usually senior with a business problem. They want you to help them solve. Now, the the thing about solution selling is 
the people who have to sell these solutions cannot go with something prepackaged. You can't go in there. As you just said with your client this morning, Martin, that you know you can't go in your, with your PowerPoints and your laptop mm. and your thing mm. because suddenly you're a supplier too, as opposed to a solution sales professional who is a peer with, who can co-work with you to craft something, to understand your business and your problems that will help solve their problems. So you're the expert in how you're going to pull it together, but you work with the client to specifically tailor it to their needs. And what that means is you have got to be able to, back to your human-centered idea, Martin, Mm. you've got to be able to show empathy. You've got to have that mindset that you want to solve the client's problem, not just sell something, really. Mm. I think, I mean, what I, how I, what I related to here and see so often is that the slightest hint of any form of kind of buying signal, um, someone who, you know, perhaps is not properly understanding this is there's yeah. a tendency for them to very quickly jump all over it yeah. um, and start talking about the 64 times they've done something similar before. Um, And you're just like, you, you, it sounds very familiar to me. And of course, what you immediately do is you've, you've diminished, well, you, you, you presuppose you understand their world. Um, You're no longer really listening and they stop listening to you because you aren't really, you aren't continuing your line of inquiry um, about their business and trying to understand it more fully. I think the key thing I learned from you here is that neither the client or the seller in a small s um, really knows what the solution is at the outset. They don't know the end packaged, you know, ideal tailored answer. You're absolutely right. What the, what the solution sales professional has is a, a sound knowledge, if you like, of their kit bag. What uh, products, services, capabilities are in their organization, and they're the expert in that, they're also good business professionals. They, they're good business people. They know, they understand and have empathy with a senior executive's business problems. And they, they'll say no. And you're so right, Martin, when you say that people try and close too quickly when they get that sniff. Mm. And it's about saying just holding holding your, it's, I wouldn't say holding your nerve, but it's more holding your enthusiasm sometimes. You know, keeping that, exactly. it keeping with keeping exactly. with so it's yeah. not again yeah. i love sales professionals yeah. i mean yeah. I all the time <laughs> not self-love but you know what mm. i mean it's that idea of don't try and close it too soon i call it self-commoditization yeah. because what you tend to end up with is a smaller deal a smaller project a smaller Absolutely. sale because yeah. you haven't solved the client's problems you've gone too fast too soon and the client's gone, you haven't heard me because no. you haven't gone with me on the journey and of my name. I totally agree with that. And then immediately in that moment, they pigeonhole you further down your value pyramid. You exactly. Know, you're, you're, yeah. a, you're a product Instant. provider. You're a solution provider. Um, you've got a widget for this and a widget for that. You're not willing to explore my world and come up with something new. And so therefore, when they've got a larger issue or a problem or, the, or transformation, they actually want somebody they can go and have a conversation with in a very open, safe way without fear 
that at the slightest hint of, of um, something you can offer, they're going to be sold at. That, Absolutely that's right. a different, um, you know, you and I both know uh, Mark Cheshire, we work with very closely with. And, Indeed. And, you know, he's, he's, he's very good. many, many stories about how uh, one of the particular things I always remember about Mark is he says that when I'm meeting someone for the first time, my I'm not really paying a huge amount of attention to what they think they can offer me. I'm actually deciding whether I want to speak to them again. Yeah. And that is determined by the nature of the conversation. You know, they come, up, they come up with a box full of tricks that can solve the world's problems, but he's not interested in that. He wants to know if you're interested in mine. You're absolutely right. And that, Martin, is where the value proposition comes in. Right. Without understanding what the customer is going to value, hmm. because what you will have done before you have got set, even set foot in that building or on a Zoom call with that senior executive, mm. you will have done your homework. Mm. You will have not only understood what's going on with their business, but what's going on in their client's business mm. or customers, end user customers' business. Mm. What's keeping that person, you know, from fulfilling their maximum amount of value? Mm. And it's 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 making sure that you have done that work to understand what the client or customer is going to value before you go in before yeah. you have done anything because then you can relax put it down and be with that client genuinely be with that client and steer the conversation into areas that your research because you've done it really well mm. will allow you to go and suddenly the mark treasures of this world will go mm. you're giving me something you're not trying to sell me something mm. you're asking me questions that i really am interested in because mm. the, the flip side of that is I mean the, I think the challenge having worked with lots of people in you know front end sales is that part of their well part of their nervousness is 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 wanting to come out of the meeting as being credible yeah so so their their preoccupation with wanting I'm talking about early stage meetings here I yeah. need to come out this looking good and the mistake is to think well if I talk about what I know about I know I can talk about that and be very articulate about it and sound very knowledgeable. Uh, <laughs> but the challenge is uh, you fail to understand what's really important to the client. And that is that feeling like this is a person I could work with to help me solve my issues in my business. But there's a lot of fear associated. Yeah. And I look, be, you know, trying to be impressive. You're not, so right. Not credible. Yeah, you're so right. And, you know, it is scary stuff, isn't it? I mean, it fear is. is perfectly human and normal. It's a respectful, and it, it's a respectful thing. You're, you're respectful. It's a very respectful thing. That's You're absolutely is. right. Ripping and I them. think a couple of things, a couple of things there. One is if you talk about what you know, which is usually what the company does, instantly you become a supplier, not a partner. Yeah. And a senior exec will go, oh, somebody mm. else trying to sell me something, go mm. away. Uh, the other thing is, Talking about what you know, which is what you do, I, I call it the biggest bore at the dinner party. You know, where you're mm. you're, you're sitting next to Great Uncle Albert, who tells yeah. you all about his his yeah what he's done today, and, and generally he, trapped in a corner so you can't get out as well. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's either the, it's either by the potted plant at the dinner, you know, at the cocktail party, or the in my case, yeah. stuck next to the bore at the top table because hey, Helen's good fun. You know, it's that. <laughs> 
strategically positioned to lighten up the party. Strategically positioned. You yeah. won't have a good, but hey, you know, at least you've kept great Uncle Albert happy or the business equivalent mm. thereof. Um, so, of course, it is. It's absolute fear. And I think this is why I think uh, what you do, Martin, you know, providing that level of education and mm. confidence building is mm. so important. And I think this is why we have really sort of calibrated with each other yes, is because yeah. I'm passionate about bringing the customer in, understanding that these are people with human problems. Mm. You know, uh, th that person that the solution sales professional is having to talk to has got rational reasons to talk to you. Mm. They have emotional reasons. They've got do. gut in intuition. How, do I like you? Am I going to, as Mark said, am I going to spend more time with you, which is a yeah. combination of do yeah. I like you and are you any good? Yeah. Um, but also, are you going to make me look good around here? We call it socio-political value. How yeah. are you going to make me look if I spend more time with you? Absolutely. Am I going to look a bit of a book or am I going to get my promotion this year? So, you know, the, all of these things come in and mm. building confidence because, you know, the truth is I can't know everything. I can't know every single thing about that client's business, no matter how I mm. tried. And, and nor should you have to be to know that either. Should I? And yeah. I think, I think to almost get away from that fear is almost to have to say two things. One is to say no early, mm. and the other one is to say, I don't know, Jim. Mm. Mm. I, I don't know, but I can find out and I know where to go to find out because mm. I can't know everything. I'm not superwoman. Yeah, no, no, I, I completely supply. And paradoxically, of course, that showing of vulnerability is the one thing that actually accelerates trust. Exactly. You know, and exactly. So it, it's it's a very powerful concept. And this is why the we, you know, as you know, we as a business, we always start with the mindset element first of all yeah because it, it people know what to do but they're not doing what they know and why they're not doing what they know is because they've got a, a mindset that says i should be this way there's an expectation for me to know the answer there's an expectation for me to come out of this meeting with this important client and go back to the office with five or six things we can send them otherwise my boss is going to get on my case yeah um there's lots of those sort of pressures that are going on that inhibit as you said earlier, the person being truly present in that conversation. So it's a meaningful conversation with a client valued by the client such they want to invite you back again. And that's absolutely where you're so right. And that's absolutely where the value proposition can help to say, what kind of sale can I make with this individual? You know, and you, the disaster is to mix two selling styles in the one meeting. Mm. where you start off solution and suddenly end up transactional mm -hmm. because you've just killed a potential solution sales stone mm -hmm. dead. Yeah. Uh, and also the value proposition works to support the sales professional before they even get into those stresses of, mm. do I need to close off to make my numbers this quarter? Mm -hmm. Or do I, you know, have I got a bit more time to really nurture mm. this into something big, meaningful, and profitable. Because the top of the pyramid is about profitability and the bottom mm. of the pyramid is about repeatability and cash cash flow. Just, just to come back to that point before we close off, um, that, that point you just made there, because I mean, um, on one hand, we're not wanting to talk about what we, we offer. Yeah. On the other hand, we're very clear about what our value proposition is. How do we bring these 
two things together. You know, what, what you know, you're not going to sit there and articulate, are you going to articulate your value proposition? How is the value proposition informing how that, the nature of that sales process and that conversation? I think if you mean in the conversation, yeah. I think in the conversation, because you'll have done your, if you're talking about a solution sale, you'd have done lots of prep beforehand. Yeah. You can start to ask questions which do two things one is uncover what's going on for that client and the bigger the problem the bigger the, the risk and the more opportunity for you um, but also steers it towards where you know you can have a track record and provability of value delivery of making a difference to other customers lives other clients experiences mm. so mm. you can talk about and and, and you know, when we're talking about solution selling and this kind of deal, we use we use the phrase what we find. So it's that sort of evidence giving, mm. uh, you know. So what we find when we do this in, mm. in your sector, Jim, mm. is this tends to happen or these things are, are starting to be manifest in the organization. Mm. So you bring in your credibility of value and proof that you're doing it successfully elsewhere. Mm. Uh, at the same time as trying to uncover what this client's pain points are. So it sort of blends into one in a way. Excellent. Well, look, Helen, clearly we could go on for much, much longer. Um, <laughs> Both of us love what we do, Martin. <laughs> yes, indeed. I mean, it's, it's, it's a hugely interesting uh, subject. Uh, I, I'm absolutely sure our listeners will get value from this. And if it provokes them to think about their approach, get them to stop and think before they go into the next client meeting. Um, or, you know, how can people reach you if they want to reach you? You can reach me uh, at helen.blake at futurecurve.com. Futurecurve's all one word, helen.blake at futurecurve.com. That's the easiest way of getting directly yeah. to me and I'll be back to you straight away. Fantastic. And to, so just before you leave, how would you kind of summarize if there was a summarizing kind of a statement or comment you wanted to make just to leave our listeners to something to think about? What, I, what would I say? I think, do you know what your customers value now? I mean, if you can start to uh, really get under the skin of that, um, I, I, I strongly commend that you do. Mm. It's the simplest way of um, avoiding commoditization of slipping off the mm. pace that we're all terrified of slipping off. We all need to be on the pace. Mm. Um, get your value proposition sorted. It supports sales of all yeah. types and, I think and just, makes just, it easier. Yeah, fantastic, Helen. I mean, the thought that came to my mind straight away when you were asking that question, um, always a grading question is always a good, a good, give it a grade. You know, if you're giving, would you give yourself out of 10 or 10? Do you really know what your customers want right now? Um, you know, and I think if you're not up in that up, uh, upper 80, 90, then maybe, maybe work to be done. Uh, indeed absolutely so, thank you very much Helen appreciate your time absolutely thoroughly enjoyed this uh, maybe we can uh, touch point again uh, maybe with another different subject or extend some of this or maybe do an open forum as well people can ask questions so uh, but for now thank you very much for contributing uh, to this uh, podcast it's been my absolute pleasure Martin anytime thank you very much